Now, Christianity has its 13th apostle, a faithful witness to the love, mercy, and truth of Jesus Christ. How about you? Will you be the 13th apostle? your face from me? How long must I carry my sorrow in my soul? How long? How long? How long? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 13th Apostle. We explore the good, the beautiful, the so beautiful, and the true of the Catholic faith in the Catholic Church. This is Tom Caffrey with my co-host, and strong-voiced brother, Dan Duddy. Hi, Tom. Uh, if, you, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, right? But I knew you were sick, you know, over the last week and a half, but we really didn't talk. And, uh, you know, sick last week to the point where, and I was on the road, where we we had a uh, an archive uh, plugged in there. But, but when I heard your voice for the first time tonight, I'm like, I was like... Uh, you should record that because if you ever want to know 
what you're going to sound like when you're 96 years old. <laughs> I, did not, I didn't recognize it. It's funny, but it's not. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. But it's funny because you're on the mend, and, uh, as you tell me. Yeah, but yeah. I think, yeah, the aftermath still lies in your voice. Man, what beautiful music. I, I'm, I'm sitting back and lost in the music. Oh. And, I, and I'm thinking our audience may wish that our voices don't come on. The, uh, <laughs> I just, thought about that. Great pick. Great choice. Well, everybody knows what oh. hymn that was. Uh, some may not know. that. Do you, can you tell by the voice who the artist is, Dan? Oh, oh my gosh. I was afraid you were going to do that. I know the artist. You know and the artist. You, yes. And when you tell me, I'm just going to like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go, that's right. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we've we've chosen her for other uh, other songs as well. Yeah, but yeah, oh god, just let's just put it out there. Who was oh, it? Enya. Yes. Yeah. Goodness. E N Y A. Yeah. E N Y A. Mesmerizing voice. Oh mm. gosh, and that the, the synthesizer and then the uh, harmony background. Wow, it's just it's beautiful. But you know, it's it's haunting too, mm. and. You know, there's there's pain in this. There's pain and there's hope. And obviously the hope is there because of the pain. Mm, yeah, well said, brother. You well know, said. It's, uh, we hope the pain ends. And we hope that there's something much better to replace the pain, to, to end that pain, and to move us beyond into a life free of pain. Yeah, and, and we and we hope and we trust that our pain uh, will bear fruits that that really are commensurate with the pain, and by the by the example and by by our faith in our in our Lord Jesus Christ and, and the crucifixion, we as as Christians uh, know that uh, sometimes in our pain we forget that, and we wallow in our pain, uh, but we we have that wonderful gift that paradox of a gift in the uh, crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ that uh, keeps our keeps our hopes up high and we find an inclusion in that with our Lord and uh, once again we there's joy in the pain and the suffering you know to know Christ as we've heard several times by Monsignor Mike Mannion down there at Discovery House where we attend or facilitate retreats to know Christ you got to look good on wood he says right yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, here we are on the cusp of Advent. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, well, what's Dan doing talking about the cross? We're, we're looking forward to Christmas. We're looking forward to this joy. But, you know, several things come to mind. Joy is not necessarily happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that can, yeah, we could say there's a deep happiness, but it's not resting on a foundation of emotion. It's a truth, it's a reality that that we know, or that we believe. Uh, we may know it from various experiences. Uh, you know, you used the word wallow before, wallow in, in suffering or pain. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pain out there. Even if you didn't turn on the news, you just know each of us has had a lot of pain in our lives. Uh, we know many others who have had a lot of pain in their lives. Uh, and the psalmist 
uh, you know, when the psalmist, you know, when he's asking, how long, oh Lord? You know, I'm dealing with so much pain and suffering, Lord. How long? How much long? And, you know, we're talking centuries of oppression for Israel and multiple oppressors. You know, obviously, you know, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, uh, and, of course, what's going on today um, in the news for oppression for, well, Israel and many of the Palestinians. And so everybody could say, oh, come, oh, come, God. You know, he, the captive Israel mourns in lonely exile here. You know, we, we, until the Son of God appear. And that's, of course, that's where we differentiate, you know, big time from the Jews and from Muslims and everybody else where we believe that the Son of God, you know, will appear, has appeared in terms of this hymn. You know, all, that's what we, you know, they, these are, this is one of the O antiphons, you know, for this Advent season. It's, you know, it's every every verse in this is O come starts out O come, you know, and then it's wisdom from on high, a great Lord of might, branch of Jesse's stem, key of David, bright and morning star, King of nations. So, where this is an expectant, and it's you know it's interesting. It's in the context of Mary expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially uh, you know in the, the the tree of Jesse, which is one of our Advent traditions, where we see you know the uh, Our Lady, the the Immaculate Conception uh, herself, having you know conceived by way of the Holy Spirit through such tradition. But I think we are so pulled. I know we are so pulled from the true nature of Advent into. A world of Christmas that is Christless, uh, and you know the joy and the uh, the pleasantries of the of the the wonderful havoc of, of Christmas is upon us now post Thanksgiving. Whereas, in order to really feel this immense joy, and I, I love the way you defined joy in light of suffering, is that we intentionally, uh, willfully, deliberately. Uh, come into Advent with an, a Lenten attitude of sacrifice, of self-sacrifice, as we lead toward the wonderful birth of our Savior, O come, O come, Emmanuel. And, and you know, I'm finding myself more so as I get older, beginning to understand that more and more deeply, that the Advent season was once 40 days. Um, and you you know that because of your wonderful uh, studies of history of the church. But here we are having talk, talking once again. I can't believe it. You know, we have the, the first Sunday of Advent, you know, coming upon us. And when this show is aired tomorrow, will be the first Sunday. And you have taught us the acronym of PFAP, you know, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and penance. And I'm, I'm finding myself uh, even more so taking the acronym uh, uh, much more deeply and uh, much more intently this year more than more than ever so I, I vow and resolve to do so and and leave the uh, leave the birth of our Lord out there behind 
back out there so that as I come through Advent and and I think as Catholic Christians we're called to do such that we creep toward this and we take a break from Advent three Sundays from now uh, in, in uh, Gaudete Sunday you know that that's that wonderful break from the sacrifice that we're talking about and we we feel that immense O come Emmanuel, hope and joy. And uh, we're not going to be able to talk about that because I think we have a great interview coming up in three Sundays and then the fourth Sunday, another interview. But I think these next two uh, episodes, we really should, as we are today, dig into Advent and uh, yeah, and maybe talk, you know, give a little personal witness on what we're going to do about Advent this year ourselves. But I will definitely dig into my rosary far more often. And I think I'll get off the the regimen of one day is, you know, this next, this day is, you know, for the glorious, this day is for, you know, the, for the, uh, the passion of our Christ uh, and really get down into the, into the uh, joyful mysteries, you know, the, uh, the annunciation, the visitation, the nativity presentation and our Lord Jesus, you know, the, the young Jesus, our Lord, and really dig into those prayers, but almsgiving, I know I'm talking quite a bit here, but, uh, Almsgiving is huge for me this year in my personal witness to you, my friend. Uh, it's something that I personally need to elevate, you know, and uh, become much more deliberate about. So uh, I'm taking that to another level. That's what the man in the mirror needs to do this year for this this Advent. Mm. All right. Well, this is the uh, the great thing of the two by two or community. You know, we don't do this alone. Uh, but I want to go back to something. You know, once again, you said something of brilliance. And, you know, part of my job is to, in listening to you, is to make a note of this and that. And then let's circle back, you know, something you said that you don't realize the significance, or maybe you do, but. Uh, you made a reference to the Jesse's tree and, you know, uh, the shoot which gave us David and on and on down the lineage to Christ. And then you said it would look good on wood. So, and that wood is made from a tree, mm. of course. So you really, unbeknownst perhaps, you completed that circle. Um, and I, I think that certainly in, in retrospect, we know that in the manger, in the crib, the crucifix was waiting. Um, so, you know, this is, the Easter is our most sacred holy day, our holiest holy day. You wouldn't know that from the culture. Um, I'm telling the people in the culture face suffering, fear. I can't tell you how many atheists I've heard say, oh, God, oh, my God, God, help me. Uh, you know, so I, I think that we can see as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, you know, that that we see the whole the whole of life, you know, uh, in this experience of him and in our own experiences. And we don't let the trappings 
of the holiday, you know, they're going to distract us, but then we pull back. And then, you know, I think of you, and you think of me, and we think of others that we know. And, okay, are we going to be intentional? Can we just make a decision? Uh, and when we're recording this, it's uh, November 28th. So, you know, do we, you know, our listeners make a decision that, okay, I'm going to put this on my calendar tomorrow, but I'm going to start it tonight. And I'm going to, I'm going to make in some, some intentionality, some plan. I'm going to do something. If it's going to start with a prayer and a commitment, and that prayer should be spoken, ladies and gentlemen, don't just think it. It's too easy to get distracted. Say it out loud. Have that conversation with God where you're committing yourself publicly. Whether or not anybody else is in the room, you know that God's in the room uh, with you. And so as Dan stated publicly in front of uh, me and all our listeners, that you know he's, he's doing something intentionally in terms of almsgiving. So it, where we fall down in most areas of life is where it's time to take that action step. You know, I, I love the I love what you just said about saying your prayers out loud. I think we really need to hear our own voice say what it is that's in our in our heart. I think that's a that's that's a, a wonderful practice because it makes an indelible identity within when you hear your own voice say it. And it also absolutely facilitates a greater focus by doing such. I think when we take thoughts and then we have to transform them into words, and then we put those words into what we're visualizing, and I think that's hugely important, you know, going back to the joyful mysteries, visualizing our Lord, visualizing our, our Lady, you know, with baby in, in womb, visualize St. John the Baptist, you know, his excitement in the womb, and visualizing the nativity, and using those words, saying those words, hearing your own voice, you know, it's it's just a fundamentally, you know, like, very impacting, important thing to do. In all my work with our youth, I, I tell them all the time to get into the silence, and you'll find realizations in true silence and visualize and dream, and then resolve from your dreams that you're, that you're getting. And it, whether it's secular or Catholic schools, obviously these things are going to happen because children are to all children of God. And then know that you have a voice, and then go speak it. And it's very, very, very important in our prayers, especially during Advent, because what's going to happen, Tom, is that in situations where you'll be compromised, especially during Christmas, you will more readily say, no, Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays, you know, and our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So you gain your confidence in your silence and with your own voice. Great point. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Jesus tells us the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, it, by dint of his birth, the kingdom of God is absolutely at hand. I mean, in, in the way it's so often described as the inbreaking of the kingdom of God and in, into human existence. Um, and so often we... We think of, well, you know, heavens up north and earth is down south. 
Mm -hmm. uh, we think of these literal directions and whatnot. So much of what, and we do understand that we focus on on Christ, Christ on, on the cross. But we, obviously, we can't forget. We've got to live the way we want. We'd like to die, not not on the cross, literally, but we'd like to die with the dignity that Christ died. But we want to live with with the dignity and uh, and the joy uh, that. Christ lived in his three, well, the three years of his public ministry that he demonstrated for us, that he witnessed for us. You know, so, I mean, which, what well, we know, we should look at Advent. Every year we should look at it anew and think, what does this portend in 30 years? You know, what does this portend in, 30, in 31 years, in 32 years, in 33 years? Well, pick one of the Gospels. Pick one passage of the Gospels. You know, I, I again, I don't have any interest in, it's not to denigrate it at all, of course, but I don't have any interest in reading the Bible in the year programs. Um, I, I love the Catholic tradition of Lectio Divina, and uh, I've learned this deeply over the past several months as I've been uh, immersed in this uh, uh, Ignatian spirituality program for the spiritual exercises, and I know you uh, uh, did that program earlier this year. You know where there's there's a passage, and you spend thirty to thirty to sixty minutes on that uh, on that passage, and where Ignatius. Um, this part of the speaking aloud or praying aloud, you know, Ignatius, he uses the word colloquy. That's, right, that's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, to, it's a, it's a conversation mm -hmm. of loved ones, right? Of friends. Oh, yeah. Which is what mm -hmm. you and I are having right now. You and I are having, uh, every Tuesday we have a colloquy. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think that to immerse ourselves in, you know, again, pick a passage that relates to, Okay, 32 years ago, we can guess, he was a babe in a manger. But this is what his destiny was. And, uh, wow. Yeah, so true. And it, you're, it's, so, it's so true about, about Ignatius. I mean, he just brings, he brings it right to the heart of man. Uh, and to have conversations with Christ, the, the way he brings that to us in his spiritual exercises is immense. But not until after he makes us realize how deeply and darkly and profoundly we are sinners first, right? I mean, he brings us right down to the, the deepest, you know, grassroots of our, of our sinfulness. But as modern-day apostles, and I agree with you about, you know, a Bible in a year and memorizing Bible verses. You know, we're here to read the Bible verses, interpret them, love them, know them, and live them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not afraid to paraphrase a, uh, a Bible verse because we're, we're here as the modern day apostles to to bring them into our own hearts and understand them in our own uh, likenesses and differences with fellow apostles like you, my, my dear brother, who you are to me, and then walk them together, realize those verses and, and live, you know, as the, as the true apostles that we're called to be today, you know, absorb them. 
Uh, that's a point that's very, very well taken. And it, it gives us this wonderful feeling of excitement as ourself and this charism that we live within our own powers and talents that are conferred upon us by God only that make us so different from anyone else. And uh, we celebrate our differences and we celebrate our likenesses. That's brotherhood and sisterhood. Well, that's beautiful. As usual, the uh, emanations from Dan Duddy's mouth <laughs> are part of that good, beautiful, and true um, of our faith. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, we start off with Advent is a season of waiting, but it's not waiting and doing nothing. And that's so much of what Christ talks about in the Gospels. You know, that you know, we're, we're workers. We should be workers for God, you know, to, uh, in the vineyard, you know, preparing for Advent. What do you, you prepare? You don't prepare by doing nothing. And Jesus says, be ready for action. Have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet. You know, uh, so I think that, you know, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Mm. We're going to be awake, Danny. I'm going to keep you awake. You're going to keep me awake. And, uh, yeah. and and continue to work in our preparation for the yeah. Lord. We can't do it alone, brother. Can't do it alone. A lot of us can. Amen. All right. All so right. Uh, I would say both uh, wistfully and thankfully, our time is up. Yep. My voice can go uh, back to uh, rest. You and I will feel, talk soon. Feel better. Feel better, brother. Uh, feel better. You sound. You sounded good, actually. I thought you'd thought you'd be. Uh, thought you'd be worse. I'm better. I am definitely better. Yeah. 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 All right. Stay tuned, folks. For uh, well, the Angelus first, and your prayer intentions with Peter and Jemmy. Always thinking of the end zone, aren't you? You just go past that fifty-yard line. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Get the end zone. Let's, let's bring it to the end zone. Let's go. <laughs> All right. WQPHradio.org. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's that time of year. You've probably been inundated with requests. Well, we're going we're gonna to inundate you one more. Any help you can provide this great radio station, Dan's and my home platform, this wonderful family. And, uh, uh, we we pray for each other and we pray for you uh, so any help you can give is most appreciated God bless you Danny God bless you Tommy and God bless you all thank you for listening to the 13th Apostle with Dan Duddy and Tom Caffrey for more information on Dan visit his website at www.danduddy.com or email dcduddy at gmail.com Tom's website is faithpilgrims.com or email trcaffrey at faithpilgrims.com. How about you? Will you be the 13th Apostle?